for the first time welcome make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on also take a few extra seconds to rate comment all greatly appreciate it so we are discussing exo kitty uh so there will be spoilers for that potentially spoilers for all of the two all the boys i loved before films although i doubt it um but still putting that warning out there and yes before we hop into it I just want to talk about what's coming up. So I did see The Little Mermaid. I am still contemplating if I'm going to talk about it because I, if you listen for a while, I used to talk about like everything, every single movie I saw, including movies that were targeted to like kids and families. And after a while, it's just like, I'm not the target audience. So it felt weird discussing it. Uh, so I still feel that way. So I'm still like, I don't know if I'm going to talk about The Little Mermaid, but I did see it. Uh, and I highly suggest you go see it if you haven't seen it. And then I finished All American, so that is coming up. I am super excited to talk about All American, uh, so look out for that. And then I need to finish up Yellow Jackets because that season just wrapped and I have a few episodes to go. And then there should be a future episode on that. Not gonna lie, it's been a struggle getting through Yellow Jackets, but I will save <laughs> the reasoning for that episode. So real that's real quick high level picture of what is coming up. I believe the flash is coming out soon. So I will definitely try to go see that and then talk about that as well. Now let's get into XO Kitty. Not gonna lie, when I saw this, I was like, oh XO XO Kitty. <laughs> I don't know. I am clearly not the target audience, but this does fall into I would think the genre of a lot of the shows that I do discuss on here, I did talk about all of to all the boys I loved before uh, films that were on Netflix. There were three. I discussed every single one, had some very strong opinions. So you can go back and listen to that. I will try to remember to at least link the last one of the three films. And then fun fact, if you go into my blog, every single episode if there is a corresponding episode with it, then it will be linked. Like the most re recent episode will be linked. So if you go into like the last to all the boys I loved before and go into that blog post, then you will see to all the boys I loved before too. And then you click on that one and then you'll see to all the boys I loved before the first one. So fun fact, in case you're like, how do I get to all the old episodes? Because after a while, it's hard to um, find the actual audio links in like a Spotify or a um what is it Apple or whatever so there you have it okay so I must have been again if you've been around for a while you know I used to heavily consume entertainment news around like tv shows and movies and all of that and I kind of stopped doing that because it was just a lot <laughs> and if I really cared about stuff then I would just look it up and it was just not sustainable to every single day just read and consume all of that information along with the normal news like every single else and watching like everything it's just too much consumption so I did kind of fall off on that and so I missed where we were getting a spinoff for XO Kitty until literally right before this season dropped so I saw the trailer I don't even remember where I saw the trailer at, it had to be online somewhere because that's the only way I would have been I would have seen it um or was it on Netflix I don't know but I had no clue that this was coming 
this, of course, we know that To All the Boys I Loved Before is a book series that um, was written by, let me look it up really quickly, Jenny Han, I, I believe is the author's name, yeah. And she, fun fact, she did make a cameo on this. I was like, that looks, she looks familiar. She was the, I believe she was like a, someone who worked at the airport. If I'm remembering correctly, again, like I just gave you all a list of all the things that I'm going to be talking about coming up. And <laughs> sometimes the comment starts to mix up in my head, but I'm pretty sure she was someone who uh, worked at the airport. So this was a spinoff from the film series and the film series was based on the actual books. I tried to look this up because I wanted to make sure, but it doesn't look like that this was based off of any actual books, just the source material of the To All the Boys I Loved Before book series. And then the more, more importantly for this show, the actual film series. So we... If you're, I'm sure there are people who will watch this and may have not watched the To All The Boys uh, series because I don't think you, I don't think you need to really because you don't see anyone else in the series outside of her father and stepmom and that's early or early on in the series and then later on in the series and it's not very big dramatic appearances and then you know she's keeping up conversations with her sister, sisters in a group chat. And we know Laura Jane is off to college. And so we follow her story. Kitty kind of played an integral part in Laura Jane's uh, love life because she helped her get together with, I can't believe I'm about to forget this person's name this this shows how long it's been since we've watched this with Peter <laughs> she played a, a integral role in their love story and so she caught she has self-named herself a uh what's the word matchmaker if you will and so she's had this pen pile and it was they've been pen pals for a while and I and she saw him in person, and I believe that was towards the end of the last to all the boys film where we saw like a glimpse of it. I don't know. I could be making that up, but for some reason I feel like that's what I remember uh, that little storyline coming in from. And she oh, often referenced him. Uh, so she decides that she is going to go to enroll into this school which is called KISS Korean Independent School of Soul you all know I have my notes because I have to have my notes otherwise <laughs> we would all be lost uh, so Korean Independent School of Soul and this is where her pen pal slash to in her mind to her knowledge boyfriend day also attends so she is going to surprise him because she has been accepted into the school now before we even get deep, <laughs> if you listen to any of my discussions, convos, thoughts around young love and all that stuff, you already know I was throwing up so many red flags. I was probably yelling at the TV screen. Are you serious? Why? I mean, again, but I also preached the other side of they're young. 
and this is her time to explore. So if this is the way that she wants to explore and potentially get her heart broken and all that stuff, like that is all a part of growing up. But I am a big proponent of do not place all of your bets on this one person, especially if you're like 16 in high school or however old they are. I think I wrote it down. They're, this is junior year of high school, so 16, 17 <laughs> year old high schoolers. Like you, you, there's still more life to live. So anyway, so that's not the only reason why she wants to go to school. The other reason, the main reason, or at least we can only hope is the main reason. Um, we're gonna get into that in a minute because I'm trying to I'm trying to keep this episode short because I have some very specific points that I want to hit on, and so we're not gonna spend too much time going through the entire show. Uh, we are gonna talk about some of the characters, but I mainly just want to talk about the overall story the overall season but we're gonna get there so uh the main reason she goes to kiss is because this is a school where her mother went and she wants to go and pretty much follow her footsteps experience what she experienced being a an american trying to become closer to her culture learn more about her culture her mom only went to that school for one year so we get there and she surprises him and Day is really surprised because she, he didn't know she was coming, duh. But also he ends up pretending to be um, Yuri's boyfriend because Yuri needs a cover because her mom is very much like, in her in her business as she should be because she's her mom and she has played she doesn't know at this point but she finds out later that her mom played a huge part in her girlfriend uh being sent away from school and so we have that kind of a storyline going on with her we are introduced to q which q is familiar especially if you listen to multiple of the things that i talk about because we've seen uh the actor who plays Q, we've seen them in Love, Victor, which is the one that's the most recent on my mind. I feel like there's something else. Uh, and then Mino, Minho, Mino, yeah. I was, I was like, I don't want to mess his name up. <laughs> um, we are introduced to him as well. We're introduced to him at the airport and he's a little bit of an asshole, which is just like, mm, okay. Uh, and then we are introduced, as far as the teachers are concerned, to Alex, uh, who ends up playing a bigger part or a more integral part in one of the many plots of the season. <laughs> and then we just have a bunch of like random people who are just there all the time, but didn't really have any... I don't want to say point, but there was just no movement, no growth, no anything. Like we just, they weren't there for us to care about. It was sad to say, but it's the truth. So overall, she gets there, surprise him, come to find out he is, or uh, Yuri is paying him to be his, her boyfriend. He gets pulled deeper in because he kind of helps her father with his image in a way. And so they have to fake this relationship 
uh, while Yuri doesn't know where her girlfriend is. And then the way the trailers are presented to us or the trailers presented to us, it seems like there's going to be this love triangle between uh, Mino, uh, Kitty, and Day. And so we get to follow that along. And Yuri is essentially kind of acting as an antagonist to Kitty. And so we coming into this, and this is about to get into like some of the main points that I want to hit on because we all watched this. It was a very quick watch. It was about, it was well, not about, it was 10 episodes. Uh, all the episodes except for one were less than 30 minutes. There was one that I believe was like 35 minutes uh, towards the end. So it was a very quick read. You could literally sit and watch it in one go, which I'm pretty sure is what I did because I watched this a couple of, um, I watched this a couple of weeks ago. So I'm pretty sure I watched this in one, maybe, no, I think I watched this in two sittings because <laughs> I think I needed to take some breaks. <laughs> and now that it's all coming back to me, but just getting to my point. So the, my biggest issue with the show overall, the idea of the show, very cute, very along the lines of every single thing, everything else that, um, I watch, I will say. <laughs> Some of the same themes as far as the different things that they explored with uh, relationships, identity, all that stuff. Very, very, uh, I don't want to say classic, but very prominent themes throughout a lot of these shows today. So that wasn't really surprising. The biggest issue that I had with the show is that there were, there were so many characters. So many characters and so many plot lines that I don't, by the end of it, I didn't feel like I got everything that I needed or wanted from this first season of TV, especially because at this point, we don't know if we're getting the season two, but even a setup for season two is just like high level. I can see a couple of things of where they could go, but overall they packed so much into this one season that they didn't leave room for us to learn and grow with these characters. And I hate to compare it to other shows, but let's compare it to, um, one of my favorite shows that I think is the most adorable show <laughs> on Netflix, Heartstoppers who has a pretty good cast of kids as well, but it feels, the pacing feels enough where you feel like you're getting to know the kids that we want to spotlight. Of course, you're not going to be able to get to know all of them. There's going to be those side characters who maybe in future seasons we may get a little bit more from and who are really just acting as plot drivers uh, in the story, but you feel connected to every single person. Yeah, they're not perfect. They have their issues, but... You genuinely want to see where it wants to go, where the where the story is going to go, and you're not ready to tap out. Whereas here, and I don't know if it's because the storyline after a while started to feel very, very, I don't want to use the word immature, <laughs> but for a lack of, of a better word, it started to feel a little immature because Kitty... Again, is not a new character to us. If you've watched the To All the Boys films, then you know, or movies, <laughs> then you know, you know her, you're familiar with her. She didn't really, like, sometimes she came off as, like, little annoying, the annoying little sister. 
but for the most part, it was palatable. And I don't know if that's because we just didn't see her for long swaps of time. Whereas here now we're spending all of our time with her and it started to feel like we were going a little bit in circles uh, with some of the things that she was going through to the point that she came, she literally went across the world for this one boy. And then it was like, all of a sudden, she just started having feelings for more and more people. And even the and I was reading, cause I'm like, I know I can't be the only one. I know I can't be crazy. And I just wanted to see what some of the, uh, the feedback was in general, because you know, people will troll on the internet and say things that have nothing to do with what it is that they are reviewing. But the overall consensus that I got is that a lot of people felt a little bit disappointed about the LGBT storyline for Kitty because by the end of it, Kitty comes out as bisexual, but then it just felt rushed and like they just wanted to get us to this point and a little bit unnecessary. And because I'm trying to make sure I'm getting this across <laughs> the right way. But I think for me, if we were to just focus this first season on she's at a new school, I think that triangle between, because it is still a triangle between her, Yuri, and Day, because Yuri is acting as a faux girlfriend and is causing issues for the whole reason of why, or one of the main reasons why Kitty came there. And so in that way, you can have like a true triangle and kind of hint because also it turns into a square because then we have Min Mino who is now having feelings which you can see because he's having dreams of her and then all of a sudden Kitty from one night of Yuri DJing which I just feel like if you have I don't know if you have a crush on someone or you're like oh my gosh like is that really the the moment I don't know it just felt very very weird and forced to me and so had we focused on that trio because I, I think we would have still gotten to the end result of Kitty being kicked out because she was staying with the boys because the first half of the of the season I was I was like okay I'm following. I'm I'm getting it. But then about halfway through, it started to feel repetitive. She started just falling for people. Uh, and it was just, it started to feel like they were trying to stuff a lot into uh, a show that didn't really need so much stuffed into it. So again, you focus on the main relationship. Season one is, uh, what's, what's his name? So many kids. Day and <laughs> Kitty. With the faux triangle of Day, Kitty, Yuri, because Yuri is not really in today. She has her own girlfriend. And then you have like the subtle hints of freaking Mino uh, happening. And then by the end of it, because they do develop a friendship, because the friendship between Yuri and um, what's her name? Kitty progresses after Kitty has her enlightenment that she's like, oh my gosh, I'm attracted to uh, Yuri, even though she's denying it because she's like, oh, it doesn't mean anything because she had the dream or whatever. So like, even though that's happening, I think it would have been more realistic if they had developed a friendship. And then from there, uh, 
Kitty expressed feelings versus one night at a party. And she's like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And she has a dream and it's like, okay. So it, it felt a little bit backwards to me. So again, <laughs> I'm going to keep repeating it. <laughs> so you all are following with me. Main, main relationship, Day and Kitty. And especially because I just feel like we didn't really get a lot from Day for her to have flown across the world to be with him. And then we don't really get much from him or much from them together. Just a little bit of hints. And so kind of helped flesh that out. And then all of a sudden, like that party could have been the driver for, not me sitting here rewriting the whole the whole show that party could have been the driver for Yuri and Kitty developing a friendship and then their friendship grows 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 and I feel like it would have been even more plausible if Kitty would have came to a realization like oh wait I think I really like Yuri at the airport at the end and then that could have been a setup for season two and then you get into that relationship in season two and then also uh develop the um although then it's like would day and kitty have broken up i think you still could have put in there you could have used the fact that they barely spent time with each other <laughs> even though she was there as a catalyst for them breaking up and so then you have the breakup because he also ends up fighting Mino because Mino's still there. He is still having his feelings for Kitty, but not expressing it. And then they have their fight because uh, Day thinks that Mino is the one or is, is like, thinks that, I think you do two friendships. Oh my gosh, you all, you're all just going to have to buckle in and ride with me for a little bit. You do two friendship storylines. So instead of it trying to be crush storylines, at least for Kitty, because it's just too, it's too much, it's a little too chaotic. I think I wrote in my notes, what did I wrote? I like the idea of all the characters, but I feel a little whiplash. I literally felt whiplashed by the end of it. And so you focus on Day and Kitty, and then friendship-wise, you're growing the friendship with, um, what's her name, Yuri. You're seeing the more softer side of Mino and they're becoming a little bit closer as friends. And so it will be valid why he may have the feelings that he has by the end of the season. And then also valid why uh, Kitty has the feelings that she has towards Yuri towards the end because these friendships have grown. We've got to see it on the TV screen and you all can like add in whatever drama you want to add in there. And then by the end of it, because Day and uh, Mino have a big fight and freaking kitty is like oh my gosh it's too much i'm so young i don't know what i want like you're all my friends i love you all i just need my space and then that's the breakup between her and day and then she gets kicked out of the school because she was staying in the dorm with the boys and so then she's going home and it's as she's going home and she's like leaving all her friends she's like oh wait a minute she realizes she has feelings for yuri and so then when she and it's even more so uh like even more so, she knows because when she goes to the airport, she runs into her and then she sees her with her girlfriend in real time for the first time, not just on the phone. And it's like, oh my gosh, what are these feelings? Oh my gosh, I think I like Yuri. And then she gets on the plane and then she ends up next to me. No. And then that's the setup for season two. <laughs> that gives you a lot to work with. 
I feel like that would have been a way better season one setup for a potential season two. It just felt like we crammed everything, every single thing we could into this one tiny season of TV. And we did not need to do that. And it didn't give us enough time to grow with these characters, to care about these characters. And I, and I feel like that's evident in the consensus of the reviews because when you talk about the people who stand out, People are talking about Minnow, and that's really it. At least for me, the standout was Q. I'm biased because <laughs> I like that actor and um, everything that I've seen him in, and I thought his story was interesting as well. Uh, even though I do think that the storyline, his story, not his storyline, but like at least his background storyline is kind of similar to his background storyline in Love Victor, which is fine. But I liked him as a friend for um, Kitty. And kind of someone to help ground her because Kitty just is a, is a personality that needs someone who can anchor her and be for real with her. And so I think that's what Q did. Also, one of the points that I want to talk about, because I told you all I have points I want to hit on. So there's that um, as far as like, how do you fix the too many plots issue? And then how do you make the LGBT storyline a little bit better or the coming out storyline for Kitty a little bit better because I think then it would delay her coming out to her dad and you could say that for season two because the way that it happens here while well, it's like oh yes he's accepting you know I love to see when the parents are accepting it's still it's kind of like you can't appreciate it because of all the stuff that's happened to get us to that point where you're still trying to wrap your mind around does this even all make sense versus giving giving the story room to breathe and so then when we come into a season two and she comes out to her dad then it you can appreciate it a little bit more I don't know maybe I'm the only one who's feeling this way you all let me know but like those I have very strong thoughts um about that and then going back to Q being a good friend for Kitty because Kitty is selfish and this is another thing that I don't think was very relevant or um, not relevant, but uh, present or uh, visible in the To All The Boys movies because we didn't see a lot of her. But Kitty, a lot of Kitty on her own, my gosh. <laughs> I was even getting to the point where I was like, girl, <laughs> clearly just, again, these are teenagers. Teenagers are inherently selfish in general uh and so like that's a given but I was like oh my gosh kitty girl and it was like and usually when you have these characters who are very selfish and someone's like oh you're selfish and they become aware of it usually they try to change their ways but it was just like she just was not learning I think that was the other thing I struggled with because usually like these characters they have an arc where it's like they learn something from everything that they've gone through by the end of it and here, I'm just sitting here like, what did Kitty learn? I mean, I guess you could say she learned like, oh, I don't need to be in a relationship. I need to be on my own and like figure out who I, who I am. But personality-wise, I don't feel like she learned much or made it, made it apparent or aware to the viewers that she learned anything. And then I think the other thing that I struggle with is the whole mom storyline because she was there to learn more about her mom what she did she did there was a whole story between yuri yuri's mom and uh kitty's mom and a and a baby which turned out to be alex the teacher which 
was not that surprising of a storyline, if I'm being honest. It was very predictable, but again, it gets lost a little bit in the multitude of plots that are going on. So had we had we done what I suggested the story should be, then it gives a little bit more room for that mom plot line to really shine. And to really feel like, okay, because some of the stuff around her mom and her learning about her mom, I actually liked those parts of the show. So yeah, I don't want to make, I don't want to sit here and make it seem like I'm just ragging on the show because overall it was enjoyable. But if we get a season two, I just want them to take some of the pressure off <laughs> of of the the season and give us some like two maybe three strong plot lines some really strong character development and not try to give us so much that we don't we can't appreciate the show what else did I want to talk about not really anything else a lot of things I've seen in the reviews or the consistency of the reviews people kept referring to k-dramas I do not really watch k-dramas so I can't really speak to that there were some very funny reviews, I have to say. Like, very... Like, this is probably one of the few shows where people were writing paragraphs of genuine criticism of a show in multiple reviews where it wasn't just someone like, oh, I didn't like this, or, oh, they're trying to be too woke, because, you know, that's the, what, that's the line people like to use nowadays. But people genuinely having legit criticism and the reasons why they have the criticism. It's like, okay, people. Okay, can we get more of these types of reviews? Because those, I appreciate those types of reviews. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything else. I'm just looking at my takeaway notes. <laughs> I said this was a little all over the place. Because <laughs> it was. <laughs> Could we have spread some of the storylines across multiple seasons? That was a question I asked uh while I was watching and again I just literally rewrote season one for you and told you how you could spread out some of those storylines. Yuri's mom hardcore have to say also another familiar face who was in mistresses that I used to watch and I also think I used to talk about that show long 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 time ago uh so it's great to see her, but her dad, Yuri's dad, oh, no way, no way. I want to know the story about how they met and got together and got married because <laughs> no way. Uh, okay. I don't think there's really anything else. Madison character, unnecessary, unnecessary, a little bit offensive at some times, <laughs> not going to lie. But unnecessary. Like when I talk about one too many characters, but characters who just added nothing to the to the plot, Madison is definitely one of them for sure. Florian, I want a little bit more. Like who is Florian? Give us a little bit more about. Like this is what happens when you have a hundred characters, and you want us to care about them all, and it just feels like their stories get lazily written. And so I was like, okay, you're giving me information, but you're not giving me anything that I really want to care about or that's helping to drive the story forward. Because even him, Florian and Q, and then how everything escalated because Florian was allegedly out here, not even allegedly because he uh, confessed to it. He was out here cheating on his finals 
we didn't even get to appreciate or see that setup because we were so consumed with all the other craziness that was going on this season. So that's what I'm talking about. It was just too much. It was too much. But again, overall, overall, um, a good, enjoyable, watchable, but I think we can, we can do a little bit of work, uh, or I think there's more that can be given for season two to help like spread the wealth. Also, I'm looking at IMDb and I'm just like, why are, why are Love is Blind people credited <laughs> as being in the show when they definitely were not? Chelsea Griffin uh, is credited as being an English teacher. Did not happen. Micah is credited as being a student. Where did that happen? <laughs> just so random. It makes no sense. But yeah, I think that's all I have. I said I wanted to keep this short and I pretty much talked about everything that I wanted to talk about <laughs> about this show. So we will keep an eye out on if we get a season two because I am very interested. Like again, high level, I can see where they could go, but I'm interested to see like where they go and how they would do a season two and do they take some of that um, feedback because I like the consistency of the reviews is that it was a little bit too much as far as the plot lines were going. So like, do they take that feedback and dial it back in a season two? I really want to see what they do. So let me know what you all thought about season one of XO Kitty. Do you want to see a season two? Uh, how would you fix season one? <laughs> let me know all the things and I will talk to you all in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Binging on Instagram and at Current Binge on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.